0: It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303 690 3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And this is Calvary Live, and I want to welcome all of our listeners today. Those of you who are listening on Grace FM and Uh, Colorado all along the Front Range from Pueblo and Southern Colorado up into Colorado Springs and the Denver area up into Southern Wyoming. And also I want to welcome all of you on the Hope FM radio network in Pennsylvania, Maryland and New Jersey. My name is Jeff Figgs, and I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I am your host this afternoon, here ready to take your questions about the Bible, or Christian living, or perhaps you got a prayer request or maybe a praise report. As you heard at the opening of the show, the number to call is 303-690-3000. Give me a call, and I'd love to talk to you about the scriptures. I would love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, about Jesus, about Christian living, to encourage you, to pray with you, to bless you in any way that I can. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 to be live on the air. And as many of you know that listen to the show, There is a means to text in a question, and that text line is 720-336-0897. And I'm looking so forward to see what the Lord has for us in the next hour as we just uh, trust in Him that He's going to bless all of us that are listening in today. And you see, this show is not only to answer your questions, but to be able to minister to you. Yesterday was a nice day here in Colorado And I was going for a run, and I was listening to Calvary Live. Pastor Nate was hosting the show, and it was such a blessing. And uh, by the way, as I was listening to it on my uh, smartphone. I just want to remind you that you can have the Grace FM app on your smartphones, on your iPads. Uh, You can have it on all your devices, the website, Grace FM, on your computer, and you can listen live. And there may be some of you who are listening uh, in different parts of the country uh, via uh, the webpage, the website of Grace FM, uh, the app. Uh, you're welcome to give a call at 303-690-3000. Love to talk with you. Once in a while, we get a call from different parts of the country. But anyway, as I was listening, uh, a lady had texted in a question about um, just making a comment about how she feels alone and nobody notices her and she feels like a shadow. And, and I appreciate the way that Pastor Nate just ministered and uh, answered her question and just uh, prayed about the situation. And it reminded me so much about what we talked about on Sunday in Luke chapter 15. As uh, Chapter 15 of Luke's gospel, there's commentators that say it's the heart of Luke's gospel. As Jesus had been receiving tax collectors and sinners, the religious leaders were very upset about it. And as Um, Jesus begins to tell a parable. It's one parable in three different movements. It's one picture in three frames. But he talks about the uh, story of the lost sheep, uh, the shepherd who left the 99 and went after the one that was lost. He, He told the story of the lost coin, that which was valuable was lost. And then he tells the story of the lost son, what we know as the prodigal son, the one who was in rebellion and would uh, come back to the Father. And in that we see the heart of Jesus, the Good Shepherd who goes after the one who is lost. We see the the heart and the work of the Holy Spirit sweeping and searching, that which uh, is out of its place, convicting, uh, doing that work, illuminating uh, in the story of the lost coin. And then the heart of the Father, who receives and rejoices the one who comes back to him. And in those stories, there's one thing that I pray that you always remember, and that is you are very valuable to the Lord. Because I used to think at a time in my life, Lord, you have so many sheep, you have so many coins, Um, I'm just one. Am I really valuable to you? And in chapter 15 of Luke, I would encourage you, if you feel alone that you're not valuable to the Lord, uh, that you are valuable, Uh, that he leaves the 99 to pursue you. He He goes after the lost coin he he receives the one, perhaps you're listening today. you've been away from the lord the the father welcomes you back and he rejoices as you come back. He desires for you as that prodigal son uh repented and came back, and the father received him and ran to him and It's the only place that we see in the scripture that the father is in a hurry to receive the one who is coming back to him so I, This show is about not only answering your questions, but ministering to you um, in uh, a way that you're blessed and all the listeners are blessed. So give me a call again. The number to call is 303-690-3000 to be live on the air. That text line is 720-336-0897. So let's go to line one to Michael from Denver. Michael. Michael, how are you, you on there? Good. How are you there? How are you? Good. Uh, you're, well, on, I'm blessed you're on. you God. Uh, good.
1: I, I thank. I praise God because He blesses me, but mm-hmm. I, I need. I need prayer, and I need some spiritual advice from you about something. Okay. I'm just in a situation not to take up. A, try not to take a whole lot of your time up. I'm like everybody else. I I I make. Stupid choices and decisions, and well, my situation is that I, I had an accident with my car. I hit a car when I didn't have insurance on it. Anyway, make a long story short, I have to pay. I have to pay back this money for the damages caused to the other car mm-hmm. uh, to the insurance company, and I. And I and I believe I and and I have a collection agency out out of state coming against me, threatening to take my license or turn my name into the Colorado DMV, so that they can take my license. So that they so that my license could be taken because of the property damage. Well, Uh I've got people praying about the situation. I'm I'm I'm. I'm doing my very, very best to believe and trust in God that he's going to work this out for me because there's reasons that I really don't want to lose my life. I'm, I'm homeless. I live in the car. I I have limited abilities to walk and move around. and yes. And, and some health issues and, and just be able to move it around. I can hardly walk, but I still work. I, I, in an inconvenient way, as a traffic control person, I'm a flagger. And if I if I lose my license, I lose the car, I lose my, my place to live, and I am I'm I go back to being a homeless person with a backpack, walking with a cane, and I won't be able to work and other things. And there are some court fines I've got to pay now that I've had to finance. So I'm in a situation where I don't have the means to pay all this stuff. So I'm, I've really got to trust in God. To help to, for his right. for his for his help, and right. that's the prayer I want I never, that okay. God would work in my situation. But of course, it's more important that His will be done than mine. He may have something else in mind. I don't know what, what God what's God's going to do. Okay, but Michael. My,
0: yeah, I'm, yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead and finish your thought.
1: Okay, the wisdom I need from you, Pastor, is this. If these people I've got to negotiate with to to pay back this money are not willing to work within in the, to help me out to work with me within the means that I have capable, and they they decide to do what they want to do, um, in my in my own mind, I want to de- I want to deal with them legally somehow, you know. At, exercise other options to protect myself against this happening to me now my right. question is this am i wrong in wanting to protect myself against no the possibly inevitable uh, results if these people don't want to work with me am i well, wrong here, to, want to want to do
0: that here's the thing michael we're going to pray that the they do want to work with you and that um the lord's going to work in this Um, But one of the things that I don't know exactly where the laws and the liabilities all fall in this. Um, Obviously, there's consequences when um, you hit a car or something like that that has taken place. The Lord knows the details. But there are places that, and there are those who perhaps resources out there um, that you can talk to, uh, you can consult a lawyer who knows the laws. Um, who can give you some better advice than I ever could. Um, the spiritual advice is to pray and to pray that they'll be able to work it out with you um, to be able for the best interest of everybody uh, that the Lord's going to intervene and work. But you know what I would do is I would look you know if there's a um, and I don't have resource with me right now of a Christian lawyer because usually you can go in and consult and the first uh, meeting is uh, they'll listen to you. And um, and, and I'm not saying you need to, because you don't have the money, to pay a lot of money for a lawyer, but at least um, get some direction. Or there may be some resources out there that you may be able to talk to. But in the meantime, the, the Lord is um, going to be the one that we're going to look to and rely on in your situation, Michael, as we're going to pray for you right now, okay? Father, I do pray for Michael. I just pray that you would um, just... Uh, be with him. Um, he he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He's obviously feeling uh, some anxiety and wondering what's going to happen. But the Word of God says that we are to be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our requests be known to you. And the peace of God that passes understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I pray for Michael that you give him that peace and that you give him direction. And guidance, maybe somebody that he can talk to that can give him a little bit clearer answers legally uh, about liabilities, all that. Uh, who can guide him? I pray that you'd put a brother um, in front of him that can help him. So, Lord, we don't know all his situation. I just know that he's hurting, he's wondering, he's uh, needs to keep his job. I pray that you provide and intervene in this situation in a powerful way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, Michael, we'll be praying for you. And we're going to go ahead and go to line two to Bill in Denver. Bill? Yes? How are you today? You're on Calvary Live.
2: Hi, how are you, Pastor?
0: I am good. How can we help you today? How can we bless you?
2: Well, I'm already blessed beyond measure. I just have a question for you. Sure. How do you think, um, and I've looked for this, um, how do you think God perceives? Now, it says in the Bible that women are not to teach men, but they have hold other positions, and there's plenty of other pastor women out there, like, um, oh, I can't think of some of them, Joyce Meyer and some of them. How do you believe the Bible speaks to a woman marrying people?
0: Well, um, that's, that's kind of an interesting question, Bill, because every state is different. Um, I did a wedding uh, not long ago in Oklahoma, okay. and it was amazing because in Colorado anybody really can marry anybody. Did you know yeah, that?
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've, I've been to weddings where people who have gone online and yeah. got the ability to marry their friends off an online, you know, program. Right. It was I, I thought it was kind of bizarre, but.
0: Ooh. Yeah, well, in it. Colorado, if you see anybody as a spiritual leader, it doesn't matter if it's a pastor or whoever it is, it, it can be a family member, it can be an uncle, it can be whoever. So it's a lot different in Colorado. Now, when I did it in Oklahoma, it was interesting, because the county that I did it out of, and of course, every county issues a marriage license, and they had to have my copy of my ordination papers um, that I was an ordained pastor— um, and that I on letterhead wrote how many hours of counseling he went through. It was a lot stringent, the oh. you know the to get a wedding license. It was interesting to do that. So it depends on the state. Now, when it comes to a Christian getting married, um, you know, under a pastor, we know what the Word of God has to say about a woman, uh, in that position and authority as a pastor. That um, the qualifications of an elder, overseer, a bishop. A pastor those terms are used interchangeable is to be the husband of one wife Um, so we know that the Lord desires for the men to be um, you know in that position as a pastor now women are great teachers they have you know ministry in the body of Christ but when it comes to the overseer uh, we know that God's Word is pretty clear that he desires for uh, the men to be in those positions so to carry that on into doing a wedding, um, I think it's a conviction of, you know, the person who's getting married. Some of them, you know, they get married, um, may not want a pastor or whatever, but that marriage is still binding um, in God's eyes, and that's what we need to remember. Whether they go down to the courtyard, you know, or courthouse to get married by a judge, um, or whether they, you know, they sign that marriage license they are married, and uh, I believe they are married in the eyes of God. One of the things that we do here, Bill, and I know I, I'm kind of going a r- little bit roundabout, is, you know, we want to make sure that um, that we honor the Lord in every way that we can in the marriage ceremony. So I don't know if that helps.
2: It, it does. I just, and I've looked and looked and looked, and I, I know the Bible fairly well, but I've never really been able to find anything in you know, I've gone to GodQuestions dot org, and it really doesn't address it. So I, I was just curious if you could give me yeah
0: insight it's, on it,
2: that. It, it's yeah, kind and, of a, it's kind of a, a yeah, yeah an unusual it's a, it's question. I mean,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's you know, something that I think it's the conviction of everybody is getting married, but I think the main thing is is that people understand that if they whether they go down to a courthouse or whether they. You know, have you know Uncle Bob do it? When they sign that marriage license, they are married, and I believe that they're married in the eyes of God. So um, that's about as as good as I can get with that. Okay. Well, um, let's... So yeah. Okay. It, it's a good question. Uh, okay. Well, all right. And if I was... if Who I think of anything to... better, uh, if I think of a better answer, I'll okay. be sure to yeah, tell you. Yeah, it's kind of a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's not so...
2: black
0: and white. No, it isn't. So it is not... anything and, and then... else, Bill?
2: Yeah, there is. Yeah. I wanted to say something else to you. If and if if the music comes up, if if you if you could hold for me, I I'd be grateful. Um, a couple of weeks ago I was listening to the show and you were on it and answering Bible questions, which I listen to you probably at least a minimum of twice a week or three times a week and I've listened to you, Pastor, some of your messages and, and I think you're a really great teacher and you really got a heart for God and I think you just And it just shows in your words and your message. And I just want to tell you thank you for that. But a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy on that was um, asking you a question. He kept trying to get you to go back to one particular scripture. And although you gave him two or three different examples, and, and from what I could hear, it was adequate. But this guy seemed to be strategically trying to set you up um, almost in a calculated way, and, and attacking you to kind of prove you wrong. Um, but you didn't, you, I sense that you sensed that, and you wouldn't go there. Sure. And um, I'm sure that happens to you on and off, you know. I mean, as Christians, you know, iron sharpens iron. We're all supposed to be together and not get on the radio and attack a pastor who's out there trying to do the good for God. And um, But I, I just want to tell you, you know, good job for not letting that guy corner you and, um, you know, it just seemed like it was almost, like I said, calculated, and that the guy was trying to set you up. And to me, that just did not seem very Christian-like at all. Like, well, it was it, almost here's the attack. thing. I, and, I, I um,
0: appreciate the kind words, Bill, and, and that happens once in a while. And, you know, there's a balance between really talking with somebody with an issue, And and I remember the call. And there are times where they feel like they're setting you up for a game of chess. You know, sure, they make their sure. move, yeah, and that's they want what it you seemed to... like,
2: Yeah, y- yeah. But,
0: and, you, would, but you, you, know... you
2: wouldn't fall for it. You <laughs> well, you were you were trying. you were yeah. what he was trying to do, and finally you just cut him off because he 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 obviously was looking for a fight.
0: Sure, sure. But and, you, would, you, you know... wouldn't
2: let yourself be back in that corner, which I just well, was
0: you know, Here's the thing: it doesn't really produce God's righteousness, and so doesn't. we we move on, and it um, we want no. yeah. So anyway, uh, we just move on, do the best we can. So yeah, appreciate you do your a call, great
2: Bill. Calgary just you thank know, this you. Show you guys have you know, you still have yeah. Pastor Ed and and um, Gino Geraci. I love and, I mean, Pastor Ed. I love kind of Pastor Gino. It's just kind those guys get out there trying to attack, but I almost feel like it's almost spiritual warfare coming from the other side.
0: Sometimes. Well. Here's the thing, Bill. Just and continue to pray for us. <laughs> Just continue to pray for us. That's all part of it. And um, you know, we're invading Satan's territory. He's the prince of the power of the air, and he doesn't like us being on the air, and he doesn't like how we lie. But so much fruit is coming out of it, and we're blessed. And I thank you that for your words, and that you're being blessed as well. So I appreciate your call, Bill. All right. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Let's go to line three to Barbara from Aurora. Barbara,
3: hi. How are you?
0: I'm good, Barbara. How are you doing?
3: I'm just doing wonderful, but I have a, a heart problem. With a, I went to a funeral, the um, to a friend's funeral, and uh, it it's a, not a Catholic church, but they said in the the service, I believed in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Catholic Church, and I thought, well, this isn't even a Catholic Church. But he hmm. was saying, the priest, I guess that's what you call him, was saying, um, anybody can go to heaven and anybody can come up for communion, whether you're atheist, agnostic, whether you're a Muslim, it doesn't matter what whether you believe or not, you can come up right. to communion. And everybody can go to heaven. And I thought, you are way off base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But
0: it, you know, it's... yeah. And it's too bad, Barbara. And, and that can happen. Just kind of an inclusion, ecumenical kind of statement of, you know, God accepts everyone. And, but we know what the Bible says. Jesus, you know, I did a funeral last week. And when I d- do a funeral, um, I've done a couple in the last couple of weeks. I make sure that the gospel is clearly presented, that Jesus Christ is the way. He's not a way. He is the way. Right. He right. is the truth. He is the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. And I make sure that they understand that life comes through Jesus, and He went to the cross for them. And I last week when I did it, it was for a dear sister. that She was the oldest lady in our fellowship, almost 94 years old. Sweet, uh-huh. sweet lady. Miss her, but just rejoicing that she's with Jesus. And it was a real celebration, but it was a just a, a blessing to be able to share her faith and what the Scripture says about salvation to the whole family and to friends that were there. And I share that uh, whether it were, I'm doing a memorial service for a believer, which was in this case, um, or whether I do one for um, someone who is a non-believer. I give the gospel, because people are thinking about eternity. They're thinking about right. their own mortality, and they need to hear it, and that's a good time to do that, um, to be able to give the clear gospel. Jesus Christ is life. He's the author of eternal life, and he's the one that went to the cross and provided for that, and um, and it is those who come in faith. So we need to always, whether it's uh, with a, a funeral or with a— uh, whatever we gather to be able to be standing on the truth of the gospel. So I agree Barbara, with that
3: because I know that yeah. that's the truth and I want the truth preached and I keep thinking whoever is going to this cuz I don't go to that church but whoever goes to this church he's lying to him and I've never been to a church that was so blatantly lying, and it just really—I part of me kept thinking, should I go and ask him? Have you read the Bible? Do you understand that Jesus is the only way? Do you not yeah. know that the others just couldn't come to communion? Do you not know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, I, you I, know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I and know. I
0: understand that, but unfortunately, it happens, and it happens more and more, and that's why it's important. This radio station. That's why it's important. That we encourage people to be going to biblically based churches because there's a lot of mixed messages that are out there, and it's very unfortunate. So, right. that's why. Thank you, Barbara. appreciate your call. Hey, Barbara. Thank you, Barbara. I, I am yeah? sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for the loss of your friend. I just wanted to say that.
3: Okay. Well, thank you very much, and I am too. I'm yeah. Just sad for the people that heard all the lies. And I'm yeah. so glad I go to Calvary that I just I just couldn't believe it. I've never been in that position before where I heard them so blatantly lying to the congregation, and I yeah. just sat down and thought, no. It's, it's so very praying, unfortunate. Lord, send them somebody that'll tell them the truth.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's a good prayer. And You keep praying that. So, And okay. we're going to keep proclaiming the truth on this radio station. So. Amen. All right. <laughs> Okay. okay. All right. Three zero three. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. And always remember that we want to share the truth with others, and uh, we know what the truth is: that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that He died for our sins. And we're going to be coming up on the uh... Holy Week and Resurrection Weekend coming up. And I would encourage you: this is a time where people are really listening, um, you know, more attentive to perhaps the things of the lord and be sure to pray about who you might invite to those services that good friday or uh, resurrection weekend i know that we got a number of services i believe uh, we got good friday and four weekend services that we're going to do but um you know we need to give the truth of the gospel to others it's the uh, most important decision that anybody will make and we want to make sure that we make it very clear to them well, 303-690-3000, we have open lines. Cisco go to line one to Sonia in Maryland. Sonia? Yes,
3: hello. hello?
0: How are hello. you? Sonia? Right. Thanks Can for you calling. Me? You're on Calvary Live. Yes.
4: Okay. Um, I have a question about grief and the different uh, emotions that are with it, that come with it. Um, right. I'm in, a, I'm in a place that I don't understand and that Mm. I don't like and I miss, mm, I miss my loved ones so much
3: that this is a place that mm, I don't
4: understand. And it's like I'm marking a
3: subconsciously. I'm marking the passing, and I'm not trying to do that, but it's just it hurts. I, it's it's surreal,
0: and it's like <sighs> yeah, Sonya. Yeah. I want you to listen now. We may hear some music here in just a couple minutes, but I want you to hold on. And I just okay. want to say I'm so sorry for your hurt and your grief. And grief can be so overwhelming at times, especially the loss of a loved one, and um, and the Lord desires to bring that comfort to us. And everybody grieves differently, um, and but the grief is very powerful. It's very heavy. It's very um, very hard at times, where you're overwhelmed. And I want to read to you as um, from. David, who was grieving. You know David of the Old Testament? Yes. He would go through times of grieving, through difficulties. And I want to read to you from Psalm 61. And I hope this is an encouragement to you. That he writes, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower for my enemy, and I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Paul, when he was writing to the Corinthian church, he said this, that it is God who is the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. And he goes on and he says that, that we receive the comfort of the Lord when we are at a point of that we were pressed beyond measure. We were despaired of life. And sometimes the grief becomes so hard that we've come to that situation. So, Sonia, can you just hang on? And we're going to go to break, and we're going to be right back, okay? Okay. Okay, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And I want to welcome you back to the second half of Calvary Live on this wonderful afternoon. I'm so glad that you have joined us on Grace FM all along the front range of Colorado into southern Wyoming, and then also on the East Coast on Hope FM and uh, Uh, radio network, and we are talking with Sonia right now from um, Maryland. Sonia, are you still with me? Yes. Sonia, uh, again, I just want to say I'm so sorry for your hurt and your pain. But as I was saying before the music came on and we went to the break, that Paul was talking about being comforted in his suffering, and Paul went through a lot of loss himself. And he reminds us that it is the God that brings the comfort to us. He desires to bring that peace and comfort as you just continue to draw near to him, as you just continue to call out to him, even as David writes, uh, attend to my cry. Um, From the ends of the earth I cry out to you as I read that verse to you. And he probably felt like he was at the end of his world and the hurt and the grieving that he was going through. And I want you to know that the Lord loves you and that he desires to minister that peace and love to you. And I want to recommend a good book to you that gets recommended oftentimes on this radio program. It's called "Beside Still Waters by Charles Spurgeon. Okay? And it's it's a book, a devotional, that Charles Spurgeon wrote about comfort um, for the hurting soul. And I have that book on my nightstand. I've read it a couple times. I read it most. Uh, every day and it has brought great comfort to me so if you can remember besides still waters that's from psalm 23 charles spurgeon and um and if you have any problems you know with that trying to find that book because we have it in our bookstore and i know a lot of the guys here in colorado have it in their bookstores but if you can find it on your church or order it um get a you know, a hold of Grace FM Colorado or me, Pastor Jeff Figgs at Calvary Chapel Greeley, I'll send you one. Um, but I think that'll be a big help to you and I want to pray with you right now too as well. Okay, Sonia? Okay. okay. Father I just pray for my sister who's hurting. She took the time to call to to call and, and say ask about grief and grief is very real. And it's very hard, and we all grieve, but also that she would know that there is hope in Jesus Christ and comfort. And Lord, I pray that you would comfort her with the comfort that only you can truly give. And Lord, that you would give her a, a peace in her heart. And Lord, that she comes to you as she is grieving and misses her loved ones so much, that you would, Lord, just draw her to yourself, that she would perceive your presence that, Lord, that you would strengthen her, that she would have her eyes on you and keep her eyes on the living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. is not a dead hope, but a living hope. And I pray that you would bless my sister. And I thank you for her calling. And I pray that she would find comfort in scriptures and in any other resources with other brothers and sisters that can pray with her and help her. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey Sonia, yes. Can you call us back? Let us know how you're doing. If we can keep praying for you, helping you in any way, we would love to do that. Okay. 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 Bless you, sister. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Amen. I'll be praying for you. Okay.
2: Thank you.
0: Keep Sonya in your prayers. She's hurting, and I know that there's some of you that are out there. Um and we're going to get her address and um and we're going to get her that book and but i know that some of you are out there you're hurting and you're grieving and uh and we want to pray with you we want to bless you i pray that you got a church that you can go to that uh, you have brothers and sisters that can rally around you and and really we need each other um it's so important that we show compassion and we care for one another that's what fellowship is really all about the early church in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, um, the teaching of the word, in prayer, in, in breaking of bread, and in fellowship. And it's that word koinonia. And it, it's more than just getting together and talking about, you know, uh, March Madness. That's fine. That's okay to do that, or the football game, or, or whatever, politics. It's really caring for one another. And praying for one another. And I pray that you that are listening out there, that you guys are plugged into a group of believers, to a church that um, you can really be prayed for and cared for and fed the Word of God. And that's so important. So, Sonia, uh, we're going to continue to pray for her. And we're going to help her um, as much as we can uh, in ministering to her. And again, as I open the show, this is what this, this... Uh, show Calvary Chapel is answering your questions but also taking your prayer requests so I would love to do that let's go to line two to Diana at Denver hi Diana how are you
4: I'm well how are you
0: I am good thank you for calling Calvary live
4: Uh, pastor I have a question um I know that I'm just learning and I hope I doesn't seem like a, a a dumb question but um you know we all know that God created Adam and Eve first, right? Is that correct? Right. Okay, yes. and then Cain, they had Cain and Abel, and Cain killed Abel. And Abel left, I- I'm sorry, Cain left and took a wife. So my question, I guess, is, was there other people other than Adam and Eve?
0: No, and, and that's what a lot of people will ask. It's not a dumb question. It's actually a good observation, Um, reading your scriptures, and it's a question that people can come up with, is, you know, was there Adam and Eve? And was there other people? Because um, Cain and Abel is listed. Um, But at that early stage of life, um, the gene pool was pure. So obviously uh, what you had is uh, Adam and Eve having multiple children because they lived to be a long time in those days they lived to be six seven eight hundred years old that's Um, true yeah so they had a lot of children so obviously they would marry the sons of uh, adam and eve to get the the human race started their sister Um, but again the gene pool was uh, pure and that's the way the human race would start out so you have the genealogies that are given there in the old testament but there is absolutely no indication whatsoever that there's other civilizations, other people around. Uh, some try to make that theory up, and it's just not biblical. So uh, what you have is Adam and Eve, and they had children, and who knows how many children they had. They could have had a lot of children. Yeah, and even I guess I the-
4: never thought about that because, I mean, um, I guess and when Cain killed Abel, Adam and Eve had, like you said, already had multiple uh, children that probably left and multiplied.
0: Right, and that's how it started, and you know Diana. The other thing too is before the flood, you know, we think that um, you know before Noah's flood, you get to Genesis chapter six, that you know there was a few people. It says that the earth was full of evil. Some have estimated that there was uh, millions upon millions of people at that time, so the population grew very quickly with people living to be hundreds of years old, and again the gene pool, of course. Uh, was pure at the time of Adam and Eve. So that was possible, and that's how it got started. But there was no other civilizations. Okay. Um, The Bible's very clear on that. So hopefully that helps.
4: It does, very much so. Well, I thank you so much.
0: You are welcome, Diana. And keep reading the scriptures. Keep asking those questions. Those are good questions to ask.
4: Okay, I I sure will. And I appreciate the show. It helps me a lot
0: keep listening i know it's a blessing to me i learn every day and uh and i love listening to the bible teaching and listening to this show it's it's such a wonderful blessing so thank you it is
4: yeah and bless you and continue to do a great job serving our great god
0: yes i appreciate the comments all right we got open lines 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be live on the air. I'd love to talk to you and answer your questions and pray with you. Let's go to line three to Marai from Denver. Marai?
2: Actually,
4: it's, it's Molly, M O L L Y. It's Molly? Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. No, so, it's okay. How are you doing, Molly?
4: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. How can we help you today?
4: So I have a prayer request um, for my friend. She uh, she's not a Christian, um, and I've already evangelized to her or told her about Jesus and um, that stuff. Um, but she wasn't really receptive. She wasn't hostile hostile, but she wasn't receptive um, either. Uh, okay. But anyway, um, so I have been talking to some friends about it and um and they were like we should invite her to church or something you know just ask that's all you can do sometimes and and so uh so that's what i did today is i asked her and i kind of expected her to say no but she said yes um so just asking prayer for that
0: oh you bet and you know what you are a good friend to share the truth and uh, of the gospel to her. and sometimes uh, Molly, when you do that, sometimes they'll kind of look at you you know with a blank stare because they're just kind of processing everything mm-hmm. and um, but obviously when she said yes, you invite her to church, um, the Lord's working. so I'd love to pray with you and um, I just I think you coming on the radio and telling your story is going to be an encouragement to others to share with their friends the gospel, not be afraid and then commit it to the Lord and see what the Lord does and to invite them to church. Um, I was listening to Greg Laurie one time, not long ago, um, on a new beginning radio program. And he was saying that like 80% something like that of Christians never invite anybody to church. And I think that's kind of sad, um, because, um, we are to invite people to church and you know we do a lot to try to reach out you know the radio program is one and reaching out in this community we do up here in Greeley but there's nothing like one-on-one there's nothing like a friend saying i care about you and i want to tell you about jesus and i want to invite you to church so father i i pray for molly i thank you for her heart i thank you that truly she is a friend I, we, you know who her friend is and she shared the gospel to her and perhaps didn't feel like there was a response but Lord you're working and those seeds that were planted in her heart Lord I pray that they would be watered and Lord that she would come to know you and to receive you as her Lord and Savior father I pray that uh, she would um, come to church on Thursday and hear the message from the Word of God Um, that I pray for Molly help her to follow up and encourage her friend answer any questions she might have. Um, just share the love of Jesus and have it shown in her own life. So, Lord, we just lift um, her friend up to you. We pray that you would work um, in a mighty way uh, in um, touching her heart and bringing salvation to her. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you.
0: Molly, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. We'll be praying, okay?
4: Well, thank you so much.
0: You are welcome. Okay, I believe we, that we have open lines. The number to call is 303-690-3000. And again, I hope this is an encouragement to uh, us as we uh, pray for um, you know others, as we share with others. It's so important to do that, and uh, we want to be good stewards of it, of what we know of. It reminds me of a story I just want to share with you that you find in the historical books. a uh, matter of fact, I believe in 2 Kings chapter 7. It's a story of Samaria, the 10 northern tribes, when they were uh, being sieged by Syria, and the people were starving, and it was terrible conditions, and there was four lepers that were outside of the city wall, and they said, you know, why don't we just go over and surrender to the Syrians? So they went over to the Syrian camp, and all of a sudden they noticed that there was nobody there. And what had happened is the Lord had uh, frightened the Syrian soldiers to where they ran away. They dropped their uh, swords, their shields, their weapons. They ran away, and the food was still cooking in the pots. And those lepers went there, and they went from pot to pot, it says. They went from tent to tent and they were taking the spoils they couldn't believe that wow this is too good to be true and finally one of them said that this isn't right that we keep the news to ourselves Uh, we need to go and tell the people that are in bondage what has happened and they went and they told the people samaria hey this is what's happened but we have good news to give to others and how can we keep it to ourselves and so we want to pray about because i know that sharing the gospel with others sometimes is intimidating and We have the the enemy who tries to sell us a bill of goods that we can't really share the gospel we don't know enough just share what you know share the love of jesus christ with others and we can't keep that good news to ourselves we need to give it to others because it's the greatest news ever proclaimed that jesus christ came and died on the cross for our sins and that he's alive and that um he rose from the grave and he is lord in life eternal life comes through him and forgiveness of sin and in right relationship with the father so i'm thankful for molly and her call and just the encouragement that she gives to all of us to be able to share with our friends and the people that are linked to us in our lives um, we do have open lines three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call and we're going to go to a text question that came in earlier asking about uh circumcision that they're new to bible reading and they've read about circumcision in the old testament and in the New Testament, and circumcision was uh, a covenant that God made with Abraham, Abraham being the father of the Jewish nation. And it was a cutting away of the flesh. Um, and it was to be a cutting away of the flesh to show an inward commitment to God. And so that's what circumcision is. And so the Jewish people circumcise their children, uh, their males, that is, on the eighth day. And you see circumcision that is mentioned throughout uh, the Old Testament. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah would say that God desires for you to be circumcised in your heart. That is to cut away the fleshly things and have a heart for him. When you go to the New Testament, when you read about the circumcised and the uncircumcised, he's just simply talking about the Jewish people and then also the Gentiles who were to uncircumcise. And so again, it was a covenant God made with Abraham and his people. It was an outward mark of an inward uh, commitment to Christ is what it was to be. But what happened over time is they thought just because automatically they cut away the flesh that they belonged to the Lord. And of course, you can go into a study, and we've talked about it before, that um, it the Lord that wanted their hearts and and it was John the Baptist that said, you know, that God can raise up these very rocks to be his, you know, descendants. And and so um, it is the descendants of Abraham, the true sons of Abraham, the family of Abraham or those of faith. And that's the uh, argument that uh, Paul makes up uh, and brings out in the book of Galatians and also the book of Romans. So circumcision was a part of that. Um, and. Uh, You'll see that in the scriptures. Um, Also, as we go to our lines, I'm going to pull up uh, some more text questions that have come in. And um, it says that I heard a teacher say that um, we are saved by grace through our obedience. I don't think this is the gospel. What your thought on this He's the only teacher here on the station when it says things like that. Well, I don't know exactly what was saved, but the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, they were saved by grace through faith. It is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. And I think that perhaps maybe they might be trying to say that we're saved by grace. um, And as we're saved, because Ephesians chapters 2, 8, and 9 says very specifically that we're saved by grace period, through faith, or faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That is the gospel message of the book of Romans, the doctrine of justification. That is what Paul says. There's no deeds of the law in the book of Galatians that will justify a man. It is belief in Jesus Christ alone. That is what brings salvation. But then Paul goes on to say, and we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So because we are saved by grace through faith, grace, the unmerited favor of God. Listen, there is nothing that we can do to earn salvation. Jesus cried from the cross, it is finished, it is done, I paid the price, um, and uh, I've done the work. He rose from the grave, and the Bible says that now we come in faith, and that's what we are to do. And as we do, it's accounted to us for righteousness. Just as Paul makes the, the case in Galatians and Romans, for Abraham, we just talked about Abraham, and he says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness um, so we want to be ones that we're clear on that there's nothing we can do to earn salvation but once we are uh, saved then we are his workmanship and we are to walk in obedience that's the Lord's desire for us and you know we are to be holy as he is holy as Peter writes so you see that theme throughout the New Testament as well um, you know James says, uh, I'll show you my salvation by my works, um, and I'll show you my faith by my works. And so we are to pursue righteousness and holiness um, in the Lord as we are saved. But it's, it's by faith alone um, that we are saved. So we're clear on that. There's somebody else that sent in a text that pray for all my friends who don't know Jesus, for them to get to know him. And certainly we want to pray for that. I think that'll be a good way to to, um, end the show on as we'll pray for that. And um, and also a response um, to pray for the promises of the Lord to be worked out in my life. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Father, we just pray for those who are listening today on the East Coast and here in Colorado and Wyoming, that we all know people who don't know you. And I pray that we would be again a light to them and share the gospel. We pray for a mighty movement of your Holy Spirit uh, to move in Colorado, Wyoming, in the East Coast, all across this nation. And I pray that we would be uh, ones that share that Gospel. Um, I pray that churches would be committed to the Gospel, uh, committed to the truth of God's Word, and there would be a mighty revival and a working of your Holy Spirit in the lives of those that we know and care for, and the lives of those in our community. So, Lord, we lift that all up that we would trust in your promises, that we would uh, look to you, uh, to your word for everything, to know that you love us and that your word is true. And we can find guidance and direction in everything. Um, So, Lord, we thank you. Uh, We thank you that um, we can come to you for every situation. And we thank you that we can um, be uh, ones that um, just... Um, just love you and walk with you and be a light for you in Jesus name there's somebody at text in we had Michael that called earlier um, and he says that there is a free legal clinic uh, at Mean Street uh, Ministry in Lakewood so Michael if you're listening that might be of help for you as we're talking about your situation and uh, so uh, Main Street Ministry in Lakewoods, if you got an opportunity to look at that. I don't know exactly where that's at, um, but um, that is a resource perhaps for you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, we have taken in the calls. We've got a few minutes left. I'd love to take another call as we have time to be able to do that and uh, and answer your questions. And it's been a wonderful show, and we'll continue to go through text. A lot of text questions coming in. We'll continue to kind of um, uh, go through it. Eli uh has texts and said, pray for me and my family and my walk with Jesus. And so, Father, we do that. We just pray for him. We know, um, you know him who texts us in. He's asking for prayer that he would walk with Jesus and his family. You know them, that they would uh, please you with their lives. And Lord, that they would look to you for everything. So, Lord, we thank you so much uh, for your love. Uh, we thank you that you empower us to live that life after you in Jesus' name. One other question that came in uh, that said that, and I think this is an, uh, a good question, um, that says, is it okay to pray with someone at church? I was told only the pastor or the elders should pray with others at church, and I think it's absolutely uh, um, Right, and I think it's good for people to be praying for one another. That's what the body of Christ is there for, to pray for one another. You know, we pass hundreds of people through here uh, every week, and I can't pray with everybody. I can't get to them, but we have leadership, and we have those who have made relationships, and I love it when I see people that are praying for one another in a coffee shop, in a sanctuary. That's the body of Christ caring for one another and and loving one another. And certainly you— uh, want to pray for one another. So I want to encourage you to do that and uh, encourage the brethren to do that in a way that is a blessing um, because you have uh, the opportunity to you know, pray for somebody just like I do. And we know that in James, uh, it tells us that we are to do that. And I'm going to try to find a reference uh, here to you. But James chapter 5, I believe it tells us in verse 16, that confess your trespasses. But uh, anyway, pray for one another is what he writes, that you um, know that the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You just pray for one another. Pray for one another. Use that opportunity to pray for others and um, and be a blessing in the church that way. So I would encourage you to do that as the Lord lays it on your heart and gives you the opportunity to pray for one another uh, in the scriptures. Uh I have one, as we just got, again, a few minutes. I find myself, uh, two other friends um, who are not genuine with me. I'm afraid of being judged behind my back as since there's a lack of humility and forgiveness on my part. Any advice? I would just go to them, talk to them, share your heart with them, uh, be honest. I always feel like that's the best way is to go with honesty. Uh, So um, if you feel like that uh, they're judging you, uh, just go up and talk to them. Hey, is there anything that, um, that you know, uh, anything that I've done to offend? Is there um, talking? Is there whispering? You know, I just want to have that relationship and be restored, um, have clarity and understanding. So go ahead, go to them um, and uh, be able to talk with them in that way. And sometimes it's not an easy discussion, but I think Uh, that it's necessary that we do that we're coming to the end of the show and I want to thank you for your calls today Um, and um, thankful that we're able to get the calls in and answer most of the text questions Uh, I would just want to encourage you again uh, that every show has kind of a theme and today the theme was uh, just sharing with friends and and walking with the Lord and I pray that this hour has encouraged you to do that, that Grace FM, as you listen to the teachings all day long, uh, that it blesses you to do that as well. And again, to get plugged into a church, get plugged into a group of believers to help you and to encourage you, to pray for you, to bring comfort to you in those times that you go through difficult days, and to be able to help you grow. Uh, and that's the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church Uh, is to for the edifying of the the saints for the work of the ministry uh, to use your gifts to bless others it's such a blessing to be able to do that and there's blessing and benefit in belonging to a body of believers and continuing on with the lord uh, in that way so i want to encourage you in that here at calvary chapel Greeley if you're in northern colorado we'd love to see you wednesday night we're in the book of proverbs Seven o'clock, and then on Sunday morning, eight, nine thirty, and eleven o'clock. Three Sunday morning services with nursery and children's ministry at all our services. Youth groups that meet, uh, Bible studies during the week, and uh, we're going through the scriptures, uh, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And so, I'd love to meet with you if you don't have a church here, uh, and talk with you and bless you and and have you meet our fellowship here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. You can get on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, and you can uh, certainly get on and uh, get directions to the church. So I want to thank you for listening. I pray that today was a blessing to you uh, here on, um, on uh, uh, Calvary Live. And uh, continue to listen in to Grace FM, you on Hope FM out there in the East Coast. Thank you for listening, and thank you for calling in. All of you have a wonderful evening. Good night. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.